0: Christmas season. Yeah, already here. You know, I have lately been kind of looking around at the world and all the fighting, all the wars, conflicts, and I think we need peace. I mean, we just experienced, um, maybe I should say, survived a very bruising election, a lot of fighting. Tacking, mudslinging, a lot of uh, anger, a lot of hate. And I thought, well, after the election, it would change, but now we got unrest and rioting and protests. And I'm sure, at least I hope I'm not alone, and I've been praying, let there be peace. Anybody else longing for peace these days? I mean, we long for peace in our homes, in our marriages, in our families. I think we desire personal peace. We want spiritual peace. We desire to have peace of mind. And the bottom line is, I think many of us long for peace. And so we're beginning this series, Let There Be Peace. And my hope and prayer is that this Christmas season, we pursue and we find peace. In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the disruptions and the tension, I believe peace is possible. Paul writes in Philippians He says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Is there anyone in your life that you find annoying? Now, no pointing, okay? (laughs) I mean, maybe you find them annoying because. They, they always want something from you, perhaps, and so what happens is the phone rings, you look at the caller ID, and you let it go to voicemail. You know, maybe you're in the store, and you go, oh, no, there's so-and-so. Maybe you uh, make a turn real quick with the cart, pretend you don't see him. Come on, honey, it's the pastor, let's go let's go, let's go, you know, it's like, you know. (laughs) Do you ever think about that we treat God like that sometimes? I mean, maybe knowingly, maybe not. But we want to be close enough to God to get what I call the good stuff. You know, I mean, I want the promises of heaven I want the the blessings, I, I want God's protection, but I'm not interested in complete surrender. I'm not interested in giving God full access to every area of my life, because if I completely surrender to God, I mean, God might ask me to go to Africa, or God might ask me to give up something that I really enjoy, Or God might ask me to to share my faith with someone or sacrifice something in my life. And so what we do, and we're pretty good at this, we keep God at a distance. Because there's a sense of fear, isn't there? What if I surrender all to God and things don't go the way I want them to go? And so what happens is we live with this nagging fear, and it's unsettling, and it's troubling. And here's something you may not realize. But as you keep God at a distance in your life, you're also keeping peace at a distance. I mean, let there be peace. Friends, God loves you more than you you could ever imagine. I mean, it's why God sent his son to, to this world. It's what Christmas is all about. You know, love came down to this world to, to save us. Jesus came so that he could make a relationship with God possible for all of us. And not only does God love us, but God has a plan for your life and God has a plan for my life. In fact, that's the key to peace, is God's plan. And when you fear God's plan, there is no peace. You know, Paul, he would write to Timothy, he says, For God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I want to talk about fear for, for a moment because our lack of peace is connected to this. It's connected in that what God is asking us to do, the very thing that we fear, is actually the way we find peace in, in our lives. I mean, why, why are we afraid of God's plan for our life? I mean, why? I mean, there are couple reasons. Uh, in fact, there's quite a few reasons, but I want to look at two main reasons today. Reasons that are found in the story that we're going to look at today. The the story of a young girl whose life was disrupted when, it, when an angel appeared to her and shared God's plan for, for her life. And in an instant, everything in her life changed. I mean, everything changed. And yet in the midst of the change in the midst of the chaos that would follow in the midst of what many would perceive as uncertainty this young girl maintained peace of mind in fact it's amazing peace as as you kind of follow the story and here's the first reason that i think we fear god's plan for our lives is god Interrupts us, and when God interrupts us, oftentimes it's just inconvenient. I mean, when God interrupts your life, it's usually not convenient, is it? We're going to pick up our story. Luke Luke records this. He goes in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Now, Elizabeth is Mary's relative. Uh, we're not sure how she's related but we know their relatives and we also know that elizabeth is carrying what we would know later as john the baptist she's going to give birth to him and so the angel appears it says god sent the angel gabriel to nazareth a village a village in nazareth in galilee to the virgin named mary So let's talk about angels for a minute. I mean, I don't think most of us, when we think about angels, I don't think we get a real picture here of what what an angel's really like. Most people imagine angels as kind of a fat, bald, naked kind of baby angel, you know, they're playing harps and stuff, Cupid-type angel. That is not what an angel looks like. Angels were warriors. They they could strike down nations at God's command. They they were submissive to God. They were obedient to God. But they were powerful. And when they showed up throughout Scripture, people trembled when when they saw the angels. It's why so often when an angel appeared and the angel had good news, the angel would say, "'Fear not.'" Because that was the first reaction that people had when they saw an angel. And so there there are two archangels in the Bible that are recorded. We got Gabriel and Michael. Gabriel is the one that appears to Mary here. And the story goes on. It says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Now, I love this because... uh, I just get the sense Gabriel is a very polite angel. Greetings, favored one. The Lord's with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. In other words, the angel shows up and gets her attention. He t- he's going to share with her good news. And he goes on, he goes that she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. So we got the angel. The angel's sharing the, the good news. And she's trying to figure out what, what's going on here. Now, is, is, May, is Mary excited about this? No. No. I mean, at first you think maybe she's looking and she goes, oh, cool, an angel. I get to see an angel. I've never seen an angel. This is cool. But that's not her, where she's at. she She's disturbed by it. She's confused. And so, you know, the angel says, Mary, don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. You found favor with God. You know, she's she's... Trying, trying to figure this out, all out. And so I, I try and think about what's going through her mind I, I, at this point. You know, we're not, we're not sure exactly how old Mary was. Chances are she was uh, 14, 15, may, maybe 16 years old. And the reason why we know that is because in that culture, when, when a girl arrived at puberty, she would be promised you know, betrothed, some versions say, uh, they would arrange marriage. And so she's preparing for her wedding, for her future. I mean, today, a young bride, I mean, what, what's a young bride doing? Well, they're searching on Pinterest, or, you know, they're trying to figure out creative things to put into their wedding to make that day special. They're, they're looking for the, those moments that they can create where things are uh, unforgettable. You know, maybe practicing writing the new name, you know, putting the new last name on there. Sometimes they get way out in front, so they start thinking about children that they're going to have and naming the, those kids. Oh, I like Noah. That's a good name. Mia. Ooh, that'd be nice. And, and so Mary is mapping out her future. And all of a sudden, an angel interrupts her and interrupts her plans. And I think there's some stuff we can learn from this. Uh, the, and this is an important principle to remember. Oftentimes, when God interrupts us, They're actually God's invitations for us. Those times I feel like God's interrupting me, God is actually inviting me to something better, something higher, something more significant. It's how God works. You see it throughout Scripture. You think about Moses. He's out in the desert. It's an ordinary day. And suddenly, God interrupts his day with a burning bush, and that burning bush would lead Moses to delivering the children of Israel from 400 years of slavery, taking them to the Promised Land. You know, in the New Testament, Saul, who we know as Paul, I mean, Saul is is persecuting; he's killing Christians. And God interrupts his life one day with a bright light that that leaves him temporarily blind. But God was inviting Saul to a new life, inviting him to a Christian life. And, And we know that Paul became a major force in the early church. He'd go on and write a good portion of the New Testament. Oftentimes, when God interrupts people's plans... God's inviting us to something bigger, something better, something higher, something greater. Too many people shake off God's invitations. I mean, we see them as interruptions. And many times God is trying to do something different in our life. You know, I don't know what it looks like in your life. I don't know how it plays out. But if you see these these interruptions if you see it as an interruption instead of an invitation, I will tell you it will steal your peace. Oh, this is bad, this is really bad, really, really bad. I can't believe this is happening to me. I mean, why is this happening to me? Let there be peace. What if, what if? What if we were sensitive enough to see that interruption as possibly God's invitation to something new. I mean, God might take you somewhere new. God might take you somewhere different in your life. God might do something special in you or through you. Something that you never would have predicted. You never would have planned on your own. But God's, God's moving it could play out all kinds of ways in your life. We have all had our own personal interruptions and invitation stories, true? Some of you, some of you were, were uh, not churchgoers at one point. In fact, you really didn't have much use for, for religion, for, for church, you, you weren't interested in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But somebody in your life kept inviting you to church. You go, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. Sunday's the only day I get to sleep in. But they just kept interrupting you and inviting you. And finally, one day you surrendered to that. And I want to say something to Christians here that's how we should be tenacious. We should always be reaching out to, to people that, that are in our lives, people that don't know Jesus Christ. We need to invite them and not take no for an answer. Because what happens, and some of you know, because you, you finally you thought, okay, I'll go to church. You know, I'll endure a Sunday. I'll get in and out. Nobody will bother me, and that'll be it. I will have satisfied the invite, and I can move on. And then something happened. You got touched by a song like by a conversation, maybe out in the commons or out in the parking lot, maybe a message. And in that moment, you felt like God was speaking directly to you. Friends, that's the supernatural presence of God working through the church. And what happened was something dramatic happened in your life. And over time, there came a point where you made Jesus Christ Savior and Lord of your life. That interruption that started it all was an invitation from God to a new day, a better life. And I will tell you that once God interrupts your life, he will keep interrupting your life as you grow in the faith. I can tell you from experience, when when God is inviting you to something new, and you see it as an interruption, if you try and avoid it, whatever it is, you will lack peace in your life. That's why some of you lack peace in your life. you got to take the interruption, and you got to go and you got to embrace it at some point. And what you may find out is what you thought was an interruption was really an invitation to something better. In fact, the next time you you see a need in the world or you hear about a need and you think, I can't do that. I mean, I don't have time for that. I don't have the skills for that or whatever. But as you struggle with it, if you struggle with it long enough and you finally go, I give up, I'll try it. What you will find as you're taking steps toward whatever it is, you'll start going, Why am I doing this? I can't believe I'm doing this. This is crazy. Why am I doing this? And so you got this tension going on inside. But if you stick with it long enough, the next thing you know, all of a sudden you're serving all of a sudden you're, you're working. You're maybe helping in the zone or something. And friends, if you see it through, maybe down the road at some point, and I've heard this many times, you'll start thinking, wow, this is the greatest hour of my week. I love doing this. I'm making a difference in these kids' lives or whatever it is that you're doing. God interrupts you. And somewhere along the way, as, as you begin to wrestle through that interruption, you realize it was an invitation. It was an invitation to something better. Mary has her life all planned out. So she thinks. The angel appears. Gabriel says, God's got something different in mind for your life. Verse 30 says, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Some versions, instead of don't be afraid, they say fear not. Now, I don't know about you, but if God's got favor to give out, I want in. I want some favor. And so I think Mary, when she hears that, for you have found favor with God. I think she's going, sweet. (laughs) God's gonna give me favor. You know, maybe I've landed a spot on a wedding reality show or something. You know, my wedding's gonna be over the top. You know what, maybe I'll get it all paid for and maybe we'll even get a honeymoon out of this. I mean, it's yes to the dress, Jerusalem style. The angel says, you found favor with God. This is exciting news. What Mary doesn't realize, this exciting news is different than what she thought it was gonna be. Why are we so often afraid of God's plans? I mean, first, interruptions, Many times they're inconvenient. But one of the other reasons is because God's purpose, many times, in fact most of the time, is different than what we had planned. Luke goes on, he says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestors, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, I want you to imagine you're a teenage girl for a moment. For some of you, this is going to be a stretch, but uh, imagine you're a teenage girl, a little emotional. Okay, that's how teenagers are. God interrupts her with this invitation. God's plan Must have initially when she heard it kind of blown her away. Wow! I'm gonna I am been chosen by God to carry God's son. How cool is this. And then boom. See, the emotional piece kicks in. Reality set in, I think. Oh no. What are what are people gonna think? I mean, in that day, a pregnancy outside of marriage punishable by death, stoning. I think that went through her mind. Oh no, this this is not good. Not so good. Fear. I've, I've been chosen, though. Oh no. I gotta tell Joseph. And so you got this fear, this turmoil that surely was inside. I mean, it's anything but peace, isn't it? It's not what she planned. It, it's going to disrupt things. I, I think she started playing conversations in her head. You know, she's trying to figure out how she's going to tell Joseph hey, Joey, why don't you sit down for a minute? gotta tell you something. Had an angel visit me today. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I'm pregnant. Holy Spirit, it's the Son of God. Hey, can you imagine how crazy, I mean, it, it all must have seemed? God's purpose was way different than what she had planned. Isaiah says, says, records this, the Lord says, my, my thoughts are not like yours. Your ways are not like mine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts Again, I don't know how it plays out in your life, but when God interrupts you with an invitation, you will discover that that purpose is many times very, very different than your purpose, but it's always higher. I've seen it over and over again in people's lives. I mean, maybe maybe you dreamed your entire life about having a healthy family, and then your child's born they have health issues or special needs and it rocks your world why us why not them what what do we do And, and all this stuff comes crashing in it's not what you planned but friends you have no idea the depth of blessing that that child will provide you have no idea how close you will grow to one another and to God and the depth of love that's gonna well up inside you. And you have no idea how much it's gonna help you stay focused on the things that really matter and that are really important in life. Some of you know that from experience. But God's purpose, many times, is different than what you have planned. You know, you may lose your job, and initially you think, this is awful. Where are you, God? How am I going to pay the bills? And so fear and worry and all this stuff comes crashing in, and suddenly you have no other option than to go back to school or start that business that's been in the back of your mind for some time or start that church. And years later, friends, I will guarantee you, you will look back and you'll go, wow, what I thought was a curse, what I thought was a terrible thing actually was a blessing from God. It was an invitation to something better. I mean, God's purpose many times is different than what we have planned, but I will tell you, God's purpose and God's plan is always higher, and it's always better, and it's always more significant and has value. Now, this is a crazy illustration. Stick with me. Trust me for a minute, okay? It'll make sense. But when I I was growing up, as a kid, uh, my mom and dad uh, bought my brother and I tough skin jeans. Do you remember those? <laughs> I mean, I use the word jeans very loosely. But you could get them in all kinds of cool colors. Rust, green, yellow. I have no idea what they were thinking. The color that was closest to a real jean color, powder blue. I know, that's bad. But uh, how many of you remember it? All right, catch the people that are looking at you like, uh, don't get it, tell them afterwards. But these pants were like wearing cardboard. And so when when you would walk in somewhere, it was like... (laughs) When you would run, you looked like the tin man running. You know, it was like a helicopter. (laughs) You know, it 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 was awful. I needed counseling. And then one day, I landed a pair of Levi's. I could move. I could sit down. I could bend my legs. I could run like other children. I mean, I could sneak up on people again. And I thought, no more tough skins. I'm stepping up to Levi. Because Levi's way, way better. And here's the deal, some of you Have settled for tough skin life. And God has a pair of Levi's waiting for you. New day. Better, way better. You know, Jeremiah records this. He says, God says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. If you want peace in your life, you have to trust God. You have to know that God has a plan for your life. You know, every now and then, what happens is God moves in on your life, and you may think it's an interruption, but from God's perspective, it's an invitation to something way better than you're experiencing right now. You know, the the angel delivers the news You know, Mary, you're going to conceive. You're going to give birth to the Son of God. And Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. In other words, she goes, this is absurd. I was listening during sex ed. This is impossible. This can't happen. I mean, it would be a little bit like an angel appearing to me and saying, you know what, you're gonna set the world record in ski jumping. Now I will tell you, I have not been skiing in years. If I get about that far off the ground, I freak out. (laughs) But it'd be like the angel appearing to me going, Damon, you're gonna win the gold medal this year in ski jumping at the Olympics. You're gonna break the world record. And I'm thinking, I don't think so. It's impossible. I got a bad knee. I haven't been skiing in years. There is no way. I may break something, but it's not a record that I'm going to break. Christians, I guarantee you there will come a time in your life, I promise you this, that as a Christ follower, that God is going to interrupt your life. And it's going to be an invitation to something different. And God's purpose will be very different than what you have planned. And friends, he is going to ask you to have faith and to believe him. And you're going to look at it, and you're going to hear that call, and you're going to go, it's impossible. That's where Mary is. She sees the situation. I'm a virgin. It's impossible. I mean, how how can this happen? The angel replies, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. How much... Is impossible. How much is impossible? Read this with me. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. Some of you have obstacles in your life today. And I want to tell you, you need to know nothing is impossible for God. You may look at your situation. You may think you're defeated. You may think it's over. And I will tell you, nothing is impossible with God. What is God asking you to do today? What's God asking you to believe? Some of you, just me asking that, you immediately know. Because you've been resistant. You've been keeping God at a distance. And I will tell you, it's what's keeping you from having peace in your life. Some of you may need to think about that a little bit. I mean, what is God asking you to do or to believe? And friends, if you make that your prayer and you really don't know what it is, you pray that, God will reveal to you what it is. See, the the problem many times is not that we don't know what God's calling us to It's how we respond to what God's calling us to do. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. It's it's too big. It's impossible. That can't happen. And friends, when you respond to God's calling, you need to remember all you're called to do is to take a step of faith and to obey and be obedient. Obedience is your part. The outcome is God's responsibility. God will equip you. God will remove the barriers. God will provide. You just have to be obedient. You know, surrender yourself to, to God. Trust God. Just like Mary did, I mean, more than 2,000 years ago. I mean, in Mary's mind, she, she, she couldn't see how it was possible But the angel reminded her, says, nothing, nothing's impossible for God. You know, the angel put the opportunity before her just as he's put the opportunity before you. And she responds, and I I love her response. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Think about that for a minute. See, she, she was reminding herself who she is, reminding herself who she belonged to. I am the Lord's servant. I belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And then she makes one of the greatest statements of faith. She says, May everything you've said about me come true. May everything. You have said, about me come true. And then scripture says the angel left. In other words, God, I am all in. I, It is your plan. It wasn't what I had planned, but it's your plan. I'm your servant. I will trust you because you have A greater understanding. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your your thoughts are more complex than, than my thoughts. And I know that you can bring this to completion in my life. I'll follow you, I'll follow your lead, I'll be obedient to the end. And that's exactly what Mary did. Christians, it's full surrender, it's complete obedience which means you absolutely trust God to accomplish his plan in your life. And friends, that, that's a place of peace in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the problems, in the midst of all the stuff that steals our peace when we walk and trust God and we're obedient to God. You find peace. Let there be peace. Let there be peace in your life and peace in mine. Let's stand together for a word of prayer. Our holy God, we long for peace. God, I uh, I marvel at Your ways. Marvel at the way that uh, You work. And God, it's not always easy, but Your way is the way of peace. God, I pray that we would all, when uh, we have those things that happen in our lives, that kind of undo us, that uh, we'd look and realize that maybe it's an invitation to something better. God, there's some standing here today that would give testimony to that, that would praise you for those things that seemed so awful at the time, but you did something amazing through it. And I pray we'd share that with people around us. God, I know there are some here today that uh, you've interrupted their life, and they're not sure what the next step is, but God, I pray your Holy Spirit would whisper that they'd find strength, that they'd find confidence, that they would trust you, that there's a new day ahead, a better day. God, that we'd just lay, lay our lives at your feet. God, I pray we'd quit running, quit resisting, quit trying to keep distance between, between us and you. God, that we'd just draw tight. And that we'd look for that new day. God, give us courage. May we experience peace in the midst of the chaos. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. God's people said, let's worship together.